Hey friends, welcome to the Dreaming in the Hollow podcast. I'm your host, Diana Hansen. And in this episode today, I had the wonderful privilege of speaking to Leah Mahoney, who's a dear friend of mine and someone I've known for many years now, and also a practitioner that has worked on me for healing too. So she was already on my radar. But uh, she recently posted um, on a new offering that she's working on around holistic pelvic care. And it really caught my eye as a mom of two who's had both a traumatic birth and a healing birth. And also just the, you know, basic experiences of pain and body changing and pelvic changes from having two children and all of the things that come with it. Um, So I'm so happy to have her on to offer you a lot more information on these very specific things that she offers to women and the feminine wound around womb healing. Leah is a womb um, and abdominal massage therapist based in Burlington, Vermont. She's been practicing body work since 2012 and has been studying holistic healthcare for over a decade. Leah is a certified massage therapist, an Ayurvedic health counselor. She's also certified in Maya abdominal therapy and holistic pelvic care, and is currently in training on innate postpartum care. And in this episode, we dive into each one of those things that she offers and to give you information about what they are and what they offer and how they can support you if this episode has caught your attention most likely you're looking for that support intuitively so um i'm really excited to share leah with you she's really passionate about working around the sacred womb space whether the womb is present or not um there's still we talk about this in the episode there's still energy in that womb space um, that can be healed and worked on And in all of the sessions I've had with Leah, she does a phenomenal job of creating a safe container that feels very grounding and very healing. She's highly professional and has such a beautiful energy to her. Leah is definitely someone I would highly recommend, especially if you're feeling tender or you have, um, you know, trauma from sexual assault or abuse but are really looking for feminine care and womb healing. Um, I would highly recommend her for that. She's committed to supporting women throughout all of their life cycles. Leah's goal is to hold space for women while they get to know themselves and come back home into their bodies. So important. (laughs) So thank you so much, you all, for tuning in. I'm so grateful, as always, to share another incredible practitioner in Vermont and in our local community. And I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Hi, Leah. Thank you so much for coming on today and talking with me. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on. It feels really good to be here with you. (laughs) Um, So recently I saw your Instagram post um, on holistic pelvic care. And it was this beautiful post with these, you know, images and these words, you can read right through it. And it just had so many important points about feminine wound care and things that we don't are, we're not offered in the medical world. Like after we have a baby and if we go for like an annual exam, all these things, none of that stuff is talked about. And it just really struck me. And um, I just immediately messaged you after I saw that because I thought, oh my God, this is so important. And this should really be shared more widely. So I'm really happy that you're here and we can go into this um, a bit more. Um, So first I was just hoping I could just check in with you. I usually check in with everyone and just see how you're doing in the age of COVID, which is really wild and just kind of crazy. I think using the word crazy is accurate. So Probably. how is it where you are right now? You're in Burlington. Um, well, there's a lot of different pieces. Like, yeah, crazy is definitely a word I would use in one aspect. Um, 
just we actually moved um to burlington vermont um like at, right at the beginning of covid march 2020 and um we're like oh is this a good decision like we were in the woods and we we're like maybe it would just be safer there but we had been planning this move for a long time so we're like we're just gonna go for it and it was actually a really great decision um it was like we got to know the small city in a different way like you know just be by the lake and the water and just really magical here um so that felt really good um and but just like also kind of just like uprooting everything my business um all of it it was just a lot and it was you know, everything was uncertain so um yeah but that's all like kind of like finally i'm at a point where things feel like they're like really coming into place and uh it feels good for the most part um we're just also really grateful because i know that um our situation is a lot different than a lot of other people so feeling really fortunate um where we're at as a family during this time um but just also like feeling you know just feeling it internally too like feeling that like collective you know anxiety and like feeling kind of like feeling in my body right now talking about it um it's a lot it's a lot of different things and i feel like that's probably the same story for a lot of people um a lot of you know like i'm a homebody so it actually felt kind of good to just like be home and just um be you know focus on family life like that's my number one um so i feel fortunate for that but yeah it's like all the things <laughs> yeah yeah really yeah yeah yeah, it's sort of trying to be present in your in your own space or in your community when the world feels like a big mess. Yeah, totally. it's trying to balance, you know. Yeah, it's very intense. Yeah, yeah. And your business space is in is separate from your home, right? It's in Burlington mm -hmm. in its own sort of location. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that's yeah. good too. Yeah, yeah, and the space feels really, it's such a beautiful space. I share it with another practitioner and um, yeah, it's just a beautiful, welcoming, cozy space that I just love to like hang out in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's good. what you want, yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. So when I, I mean, I had met you before this, but when I started working with you, you were doing Abhyanga massage, which is, mm -hmm. um, could you explain that a little bit? That's like a, massage from India, right? Like an Ayurvedic based? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's Ayurvedic massage um, using warm herbal oils, um, typically either, you know, following the lead of the individual and like what their needs are. So like the oils and the herbs change or also you can also go by it seasonally too because um, our, our inner energies shift through the seasons just like they do um, outside so uh yeah so it's a really really the main focus of that massage is to really ground the nervous system or, or ground vata dosha if um so vata is like you know like mobile energy um it's cold and hard and and um so and it can kind of create if it's out of balance anxiety and and um just feeling ungrounded um and so yeah so abhyanga um that the main focus because you're using so much warm oil it's really mm. ground higher being yeah okay. and and i still do that a little bit um I just like incorporate it in the work that i'm doing now and um more so with a focus on um, mothers and women and post, especially like in the postpartum time, it's really helpful um, for that. But it's, you know, everyone needs Yeah, grounding. I think I might've gotten more than one of those massages from you. And that was kind of groundbreaking or life-changing experience for me because not only did I have the experience of actually feeling what's like deep self-nourishment really feels like, because that's what happens with that particular massage and all of those herbs and the warm oil. Mm. Um, but it got me into herbal body oiling, which I didn't know that much about before. And it's just been a major healing tool ever since. Um, mm. And also like an amazing and fun science experiment as well. And <laughs> learning more about plants and herbs. Um, so that was that was a really wonderful experience and since then you've moved into more of like womb centered 
healing and care um, for women and people who identify as women. Um, and so I wonder if you can just tell us a little bit about like the journey that you walked through to kind of get to this particular place and knowing that this is the thing you want to offer. I'm just so curious, you know, what were, what were there any like particular experiences you had that kind of turned you in this direction? It was like, oh, this really needs to be offered. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it probably started when I became a mother um, four years ago now. Um, and just you know, like going into motherhood, not knowing like what it, <laughs> you know, what it would entail and just like being so, yeah, just like my experience, not that I had, I had a, like a textbook, like, you know, like normal birth and everything, but it was so traumatic um, and not having the tools really to um, heal from that. And then like going on to the postpartum time, um, not knowing what to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's where it started. Um, and um, then as time went on, um, getting into other modalities, um, I, I had two miscarriages um, pretty close together. Um, and that kind of put when I do this work, I, I, I work with women in all stages of life, but I really do have a passion for postpartum care. And the word postpartum took on a whole new meaning after that. Like um, having a miscarriage, you are in a postpartum time after that, or even, you know, after an abortion, you're in a postpartum time after that, or, you know, it, it's not just, you know, having a baby. Um, and so I became really passionate about working with women in that way as, I'm, you know, trying to heal myself from those three experiences, my, my birth with my son and then my, my two losses. Um, so it's kind of been like, you know, trying to heal my own self and then also wanting to bring this work into the world because it's not really um, talked about much and there isn't much support for, for new mothers with babies and for, for women who have experienced loss too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. I think that women are really left alone when it comes to postpartum for whatever reason they're in postpartum. Mm -hmm. They're just totally isolated. And I think it's dangerous to do that to women. Um, and we've seen, you know, some really bad things happen out in the world for women who were not only isolated, but were abused and the postpartum really spiraled out of control and became dangerous. And, um, it's, it's such a massive uh, experience and stage, you know, after pregnancy or miscarriage um, to move through with such high emotions and intensity. And um, if you don't have any tools or support, um, I can just see how it's damaging to the woman or the person and the people around them. Totally. Right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So you offer kind of a number of things that I imagine just kind of come together um, that are all really important um, parts of what you do. Um, and we talked about the massage a little bit already, but there's also um, Ayurvedic health counseling. I just wonder if you could uh, talk about that a little bit and share, you know, what that is. Yeah, um, so I've kind of stepped away from doing like and I guess in that framework, Ayurvedic health counseling, um, I guess it kind of weaves into what I do just uh, with my body work. Like I, um, part of what I do is just empowering the people that I work with to um, be able to bring the healing home. Like um, whether it's for um, diet and lifestyle counseling, um, which is what I was doing with in the Ayurvedic lens, or if it's through um, abdominal massage or um, holistic pelvic care, um, just empowering people to be able to continue to do this at home. Cause it's not gonna, you know, the healing, it'll be a healing session, but it's not gonna be like after one session, you know, everything is healed, you know? And, and I think that empowering 
um, people to take this practice home, like that's where the real healing is, where people, you know, take it into their own hands. And so that is definitely a passion of mine to, um, to teach and, and um, yeah, to empower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're giving them like tools um, and almost like when physical therapy, when you get like homework, like you get things that you yeah. can do on your own. Yeah. That's so mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the uh, abdominal massage that you just mentioned. And I'm assuming that's the same thing as the Maya abdominal therapy. Yeah. I'm super curious about what this is because I've heard it um, kind of often from my naturopath and my doctors like you need this, um, but I don't really know what it is. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, so this specific therapy, Maya abdominal therapy, um, comes in the, from the Mayan tradition. Um, and it was brought, um, to the United States and the world, um, from Dr. Rosita Vigo. Um, she studied with a traditional Maya healer in Belize for years and, um, he wanted her to teach this to the world. So she did. Um, and, um, it's, a really gentle massage, um, focusing on um, the upper abdo abdomen, so digestive tract, and then lower abdomen, so the reproductive organs. And um, through a series of strokes, the goal is to bring essentially flow to all the inner organs. So um, blood flow, lymphatic flow, um, nerve flow, and then energy flow. So everything can move and shift into proper positioning um, and just everything functions better. And in turn, our whole being, you know, is optimally functioning. Um, and yeah, and so, um, so my passion is specifically working with uh, female bodies. So um, in regards to the womb, um, Don Eligio Panti, he was the Maya healer that Rosita studied with and, and in his eldest, they're not his exact words, but basically his philosophy was that, you know, if a woman's uterus is um, out of balance, her whole being is out of balance. So it's like her power center. And so just working with the womb and um, just bringing nourishment and flow and, and um, just, yeah, just bringing healing so that her whole system and being can be healed. Yeah, that makes yeah. so much sense to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think about, and I have this kind of question, um, women who have had to have hysterectomies for whatever reason, and I don't know if you have experience with working with women who have had that um, procedure. Do you, and if you have, I guess this is kind of a big question. Um, <laughs> if you have, like, have you noticed that there's an imbalance from that too? you know, from having to have that removed. Yeah, I mean, I feel like any procedure like that can um, can cause imbalance and, and especially, you know, working with the energy system of the body. Um, but that being said, you know, we can work with it and heal that. And, um, you know, whether a, a womb is present or not, um, just healing, you know, working with the energetics of the body and, um, yeah, we can bring a lot of healing to that. Yeah, so interesting um, to think about that. So, so that comes into this more current thing that you're doing, which is called holistic pelvic care. And I feel like all of these things kind of come to this place. Um, could you talk about that a little bit? Is that sort of like an overall um, wellness program just around, you know, the feminine and the womb itself? Yeah, so I I really wanted to. So I just recently studied with Tammy Lynn Kent. She's um, a, a practitioner um, based out of Portland, Oregon. She developed this technique. She's a physical therapist, and she um, who has been working with women's bodies for years and years. Um, but she felt like there was something missing from um, traditional. Um, physical therapy in the pelvis, like the whole energetic piece was not addressed. And so she created this really subtle therapy that works physically, um, but also um, deeply with the energetics of the female pelvis and, and, and just working like so much comes up, you know, like um, working with emotional patterning, spiritual patterning, ancestral patterning, patterning that comes up um, 
And then of course, also working with um, physical stuff, pain um, imbalance. Um, but anyway, so um, yeah, so after learning abdominal therapy, I, I felt like the next step was to transition into the holistic pelvic care as it's um, also internal work, so intravaginal massage. And so, you know, with the abdominal work, working on top of the womb, over the belly, and then doing the hands in care just felt like a really um, holistic approach to um, women's health care. Um, well, well, woman care is what I like to call, you know, just bringing balance to the female body. Um, so, yeah, so um, this therapy, um, also really subtle um, and always with permission, like you're always talking to um, the, the person receiving and um, presence is a huge piece that's important to this work. Um, so uh, checking in, grounding in, um, and then feeling um, like muscle tone. So inserting the finger um, and just feeling for tone in the pelvis. Um, and that kind of gives an idea of what, like, what's going on physically. Um, but most often it's related to something more than just physical. Um, and then going through the energetics of um, both ovaries and the uterus and um, just like talking with the person this whole time, you know, and it's really, it's, the body work is always generally the same, but every session is different because of what the person brings to the session. And um, just kind of like trusting whatever comes up and just talking through it with the person. And, um, and it's really amazing. To, and then after, after a session, you feel for the actual physical tone again. And it's just wild, like how different it feels after um, working through these patterns. Um, it's amazing to, to, to witness that. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, now you've got me thinking, cause I, you know, my question before about, you know, hysterectomy, cause there's so many women in my life who have had to have hysterectomies for various reasons. And I have no idea what that's like, but I, I think about that a lot. But when I hear you talking about the pelvis itself, it's like, okay, there's just like, this form, this shape, this sort of sentience there in the pelvis already. And then whether the uterus is there or not doesn't really matter because there's like a space in the pelvis that holds energy, mm. right? Whether it's like current or connected to, you know, ancestry or maternal line, um, which typically seems to carry whatever trauma may have occurred with multiple women in that line. Um, and I, I, I get a lot of clients energetically speaking that come to me and it's always that area. It's mm. always like sacral or, um, you know, root chakra. It's always around that very sacred womb space that holds so much information and energy and power too. Sometimes I feel like when I work on women, it's like a, a place that's like suffocated or almost like split mm. too. And I, I'm just working energetically. I'm not like even tapping in physically um, per se to what's going on. So, and it, that seems to always connect to like an intense trauma experience or, you know, an imbalance of emotion somehow. So this is really interesting. Um, how that all connects because it's like a, a physical therapy kind of work because I imagine when you're doing the internal work you're making adjustments and movements for the body right or the pelvis mm -hmm. itself yeah yeah and but simultaneously like intuitively picking up on what's going on energetically I imagine yeah totally yeah, yeah um yeah, you can really feel it in, in the tissue. Like, yeah, so the body work, you know, we're using um, light my myofascial, um, really use our massage. Um, yeah, we're so working with the fascia in the pelvis and um, doing uh, some trigger point release. So that might be a little more, you know, like just holding a spot and just waiting it for it to soften. And um, yeah, all the while, you know, you know, talking about 
you know, whatever comes up, whether it's, you know, trauma in the mother line or um, birth trauma or, or not even just trauma, you know, people can come in for general care too. Um, but yeah, just, um, yeah, working with the physical, but it's so much deeper than that. Yeah, that's so yeah. amazing. Do you find that um, women who come in who have had at least two children, or maybe it doesn't matter, maybe it just takes having one child, um, that there's been like a really drastic change or like a, I want, I'm not going to describe this very well, but like a loosening or almost like a sagging of the pelvic floor. Is that common? Totally. totally. Yeah. Even with one child, but definitely multiple for sure. Um, and yeah, and this is also where like abdominal therapy and holistic pelvic care come into place. Cause yeah, there's, you know, it's, it's pretty common um, for someone to go through the experience of birth and experience prolapse of some sort. And, and um, yeah, this work can really support um, the physical changes that come after birth. Yeah. And I, I want to ask this question to sort of honor all the women out there who had a traumatic hospital experience like myself. And I don't want to um, downplay hospitals at all because there's plenty of hospitals out there that offer like holistic care that are incredible. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> there's sometimes um, there's some really traumatic experiences where um, while you're in labor giving birth, there's like a lot of manipulation and pulling and tugging and unnecessarily like I want to say violence around on your vagina on your parts that um is just so darn traumatic um I remember when my first child you know first of all I was being bullied to push him out because the first birth is usually you know, not always, but can be quite slow, right? It might just take some time for your bones and your body to kind of move in the way they need to, to get the baby out. Um, and then once I had him, I was really out of it. And I looked down and the doctor was pulling the umbilical cord to pull the placenta out. So oh when that happens, <laughs> like what kind of, you know, I can't help but wonder you know, what kind of damage that causes to women, this like lack of respect and care for this incredibly important and tender place on the body. Um, and like how, you know, I'm assuming this treatment you have can really support the emotional healing around that, but also like the physical, you know, pain and trauma to the organs and the in the muscles, uh, in the body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. First I want to say, I'm so sorry that you experienced that. Cause yeah, it's so violating and it's so common. It's such a common practice that, yeah, that pulling that just like not trusting in the woman's ability to do what she needs to do yeah. in the birthing. Process. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and we, and whether we realize it or not, we totally store that trauma, especially in our womb. Um, yeah. Just like the lack of consent in in most health. Yeah. You know, I also don't want to talk that, but like, yeah, in most like common healthcare practices, like there is just like um, not trusting um, the person's body who's going through it. And, and yeah, through this, work um there can definitely be healing for that um yeah it's pretty amazing yeah it's so so important um what you're offering and I really you know I'm so grateful for you um doing this for women who come to you and obviously I need to come to you um but yeah I think um I forget what I was going to say because I was giggling, but when women come to an appointment with you, can you just describe maybe like, what does it look like? What, you know, and I know it's probably unique maybe to each individual, um, mm -hmm. but what would someone, you know, expect when they come to see you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's definitely unique. Typically someone will come to me, like if it's their first time, um, I, I wouldn't do abdominal work and holistic pelvic care in the same session. It's just a little too much. So we would come up kind of like with a plan. So maybe 
um, the person would come once a month or, you know, a couple times, um, and we would go from there. But um, in the initial session, we go over a pretty lengthy intake, um, uh, wellness and, and health and every, just talking about everything, um, just so that I have um, a bit of background and also talking about, um, you know, trauma and just all of it. Um, and then we kind of go from there. So, um, and then we determine, you know, like based on, um, just based on the person, like uh, if we should start with abdominal work or, um, or holistic pelvic care. And, and with the holistic pelvic care too, I should say that um, sometimes we're just working energetically. Sometimes it's not intravaginal where we're working with the energy of the womb and, and the ovaries and we can just do it with hands on the belly. Um, so it can be really gentle in that way, especially if um, intravaginal work um, feels like a lot. And, and especially for people who have gone through, um, you know, sexual trauma and stuff like that. So that can be a lot for a first session and we can kind of work into that. Um, and yeah, so after the first, oh, and then I also, um, in the first meeting, um, we'll teach self-care, especially um, abdominal massage. Um, that's that we go over that in the first session. And then when someone comes for a follow-up, we will either continue with the abdominal work or the pelvic work. Um, and depending, sometimes I'll incorporate some other modalities. Like I do a lot of castor oil packs. Um, it just really complements the work. And that's also something that people can take home too and, and practice at home. And it's just such a gentle, but really deeply nourishing and healing um, practice to heal the womb. Um, and um, I also guide people through vaginal steam. So um, we do that too. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it, it switches, you know, from person to person, but yeah. And what, could you describe what a castor oil um, pack is just for people who don't know what that is? Yeah. Uh, so castor oil, it's a really thick and penetrating oil comes from the castor plant. Um, and it's, um, I learned about castor oil packs through my studies um, in Ayurveda, but it's, I think it's a pretty cross-cultural um, practice. And, and, and not only you can use it over um, the womb, but really anywhere in the body. Um, it just bring, it um, helps with any inflammation in the body and it helps move stagnation. So basically what you're doing is putting castor oil um, on a piece of thick cloth like flannel or, um, or cotton or doesn't have to be anything fancy, but just putting that like really saturating the cloth um, putting that on the part of the body that you want to bring healing to and then applying heat to it. It's really simple and just like letting it sit there for um, what I do it in my practice, just for the sake of time, we do it for like 20 minutes, um, but really you can have it on, you can have it on overnight and it's just mm -hmm. really nourishing to the inner organs or um, muscle tissue. Just it's a really nourishing practice. Mm, that sounds so good. I'm so lacking on doing that. That's something that's been on my to-do list for a long time. <laughs> I haven't found a rhythm, but I'm assuming you can just do the um, saturated cloth on the skin and then like a little piece of plastic or cloth to protect. Um, yeah. Just put the heating pad like right on top of that if you have one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. The, the heat is necessary and yeah, the plastic that's, um, that's important too, or, or I use like parchment paper, but um, it's really sticky and um, will stain your clothing or your towels or whatever. So yeah, so, and that, that also, also the plastic helps to like retain the heat right on the pack. So, um, but yeah, the, the heat um, activates it and brings it deeper into the body. Mm -hmm. So good. So I'm just, you know, oh, so, and you're in now you're currently training in something else too right it's um i was reading that it's called innate postpartum care yeah so that's something you're currently doing um do you want to talk about that a little bit because i'm so interested in what this is yeah um yeah it's actually it's um been a nine-month program it's coming to a close pretty soon which is wild and sad <laughs> but I'm excited to bring this work out into the world so um my teacher um Rochelle Garcia um Saliga um she developed this um training uh just because there was a lack of postpartum care um like true like physiological like holistic care in the postpartum time um 
And there's, I mean, there's so much. We go through all the systems of the body, um, starting with root care all the way to like brain health and, and all of it. And um, it's just really, it's, it's hard to describe, honestly, but it's um, really just paying attention to physiology and um, holistic wellness and, 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 um, and education too. So um, what's really lacking in postpartum care in our society and right now is um, community. We, we talked about that, you know, feeling so isolated and that's not really normal, you know, like we in the past were living in community and it wasn't just uh, these small households like raising and raising a fam or raising a baby and um, yeah so there were caretakers to take care of not only the new baby but the mother um, and also the father or whatever you know the dynamic is but taking care of the parents um, and um, learning about proper nutrition and food so warming foods and just really nourishing foods for the mother um, and, and then also, um, just the idea of, um, yeah, just receiving care in home. And so that, so, and the, where, the way that, you know, people go about this work, you can go in a million different ways, but I guess for me, um, how I am really passionate about, um, supporting, supporting postpartum mothers, um, is through body work. And so, um, what I really want to do is, um, go into people's homes and um and offer whether it's like weekly abhyanga or um abdominal work or, or pelvic work too after a certain point um postpartum um just offering really nourishing loving body work during this time and then also the food piece and just um you know cooking nourishing meals for mothers and um just supporting mothers because mothers are really, you know, the center of everything, at least um, in my view and definitely in Rochelle's view. Um, it's, you know, we wouldn't be anywhere without mothers. Mm -hmm. So they really deserve care. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm thinking about so many things right now, but um, the lack of community is such a huge thing. And it's not that we don't have friends and loved ones, you know, who might pop in or whatever, but it's bigger than that. You know, and even though I'm not super close with, you know, either side of my family, you know, maybe because they're far away or maybe just because we're not very close. Um, I still grieve that I don't have like the grandmother or the elder woman in my life who just comes over and does my dishes and makes a meal. Um, yeah. Who you know, knows what tea I should drink or like when I was in postpartum, right? Just having that, that support in your life. Um, I think I've been grieving that for years. Um, yeah. It doesn't go away. And I think it's like a internal connection that's already there, but it's broken. So you can't avoid it. You can't avoid the grief. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. Um, and I also think about, you know, my second birth with my daughter, who I, I had the privilege of having a, a spectacular home birth with three incredible midwives. I feel like I got so lucky. Um, and it was, it was a wonderful experience, but towards the end of the pregnancy, it was actually the pregnancy was worse. <laughs> and the end of the pregnancy, I was in so much pelvic pain because she was a very big baby, big, healthy, kind of heavy boned. Like I could feel that in my body. And she was about 10 pounds when she was born. Um, and I haven't, it's been, she's seven years old now and I still haven't recovered from that mm -hmm. incredible weight and um, she was very strong, you know, she was like moving around and like having a party all the time where my first child was really quiet. Um, so right after I had her or like in the week or the second week after I had her to have had that availability of someone coming into my home and taking a look at my, my pelvis and that lower abdomen, you know, my checking on my uterus and even like manipulating some things that like needed some support would have been just incredible. Mm. Um, 
you know, I just don't see, like, I can't see how this isn't like a miraculous offering <laughs> to women everywhere, you know, or, yeah. or to midwives who, you know, want to incorporate that into their business as well, to have a yeah. person on who can, you know, the midwife comes for the one week or two week checkup on the baby and you come along with her to work on the mom. Mm. I just feel like that's so obvious to me totally yeah totally yeah it's like it's like that's how it used to be you know like um I really feel that this work um well you know mother-centered care and and you know through through body work or you know what whatever the avenue is um it just like this is what we did we took care of the mothers and yeah it's just so needed now yeah medicine women healers herbalists midwives witches this is what was done yeah and it's just been you know dismantled and demonized in history and today you know that hasn't healed yet um so it's just so exciting to me, you know, to see you like come to this place and start offering these tools and healing to women because it doesn't exist anywhere else. I mean, just in my local area, it's not here, you know, mm-hmm. I've had two kids in the past 11 years and I, I never saw anyone or heard, you know, my medical doctor certainly didn't refer that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) my naturopath on the other hand talks about abdominal massage and just these topics you're bringing up all the time and would like me to find someone so you know that's on a better better path for sure Um, Mm -hmm. yeah it's so important and so just for women who are listening that maybe they're in postpartum right now maybe they're seven years past or so like me still like having some trouble and having like a lot of weakness um, Mm -hmm. or incontinence or whatever it is um, you know what would you maybe want to share is is there anything you might want to share with them like just some wisdom about you know what they could do and maybe why it's so important to actually take care of that you know for one right because because it's so not talked about, because it's so not referred or recommended naturally, I think in our minds, just innocently and naturally, we don't think about it. We're just like, oh, we're okay. We're fine. We'll Mm -hmm. just, you know, work out, but, you know, we're not necessarily working on that specific area. So. Yeah. Oh man, there's so much, (laughs) but I guess what I would say, um, well, it's a star and, and especially, you know, in your case, and, and I know that you're not alone, like postpartum is forever. So like your body has changed forever. So whether, um, you know, you receive, I mean, ideally you would receive this work, you know, right after giving birth, but, um, it's never too late. So, so there's that. And, and why, why should anyone care? But because like, you know, like we were saying, you know, like, if mothers aren't well, nobody is going to be well. And that we can just translate that to like the immediate household. Like if the mother's not well, she's feeling depleted or yeah, just not receiving proper nourishment or, you know, whatever, like um, that's going to translate to the health of the baby, the health of the rest of the household. And, um, and then it goes on and on and on. And yeah and and it really translates to the rest of a person's life um your body has changed forever and and your life has changed forever so why not you know nourish that and that you know that postpartum time so that you know you can still live a full creative life and and live in your body and your center and not be in pain or not feel depleted and yeah Yeah. And in those moments where the baby won't stop crying, you're alone in the house, you're exhausted, you're trying to heal. Um, You, for some reason, can't console the baby and you're postpartum, which means there's like, 
I mean, how would you define postpartum? Is it like a surge of uh, hormonal change or like your body trying to redirect hormones after birth? That's definitely included. It's really just, I mean, postpartum is just the time after birth and whether that's um, you know, with a, a live birth or not, it's a, it's a time after a birth experience. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, your body definitely goes through so many changes, hormonal changes. Um, yeah, so many. And then, um, and, and the emotional piece too, like, um, I mean, I know for me personally, like after the son, of, after the birth of my son, like my partnership with my partner, his father changed forever. Like, it's like everything changes and, um, and that's forever. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. for someone like me, I mean, I'm estrogen dominant. So the hormonal shifts that I went through during postpartum were what I would describe as like super intense, like so strong. It made me feel sick. Right. Because that can happen when there's like a surge um, and just really sharp. So my tolerance to things was really challenging. Mm. Um However, I had, you know, the strength to, you know, when my baby was screaming and I couldn't, you know, you, you get so stressed naturally when your baby's screaming, like just, just that base response is there. Never mm -hmm. mind trying to figure out what you need to do. Um, I was able to like put my child, my little baby in a very safe place, a very safe container where they had, you know, some pillows and some blankets and they could just for like five minutes and walk, you know, 50 feet away and pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm not okay. You can hear the baby screaming. I don't know what to do. Um, and that was really helpful for me, but I don't expect a lot of women to be able to do that in the moment, especially totally. if you have, you know, a history in your family of like depression, depression, manic depression. There's definitely some spirit stuff going on in my house today. I should have <laughs> like the doors have been opening. Now something just flew off my fridge. So hello, hello. Hi. Um, <laughs> um, I was just saying like, I don't expect women in general to be able to do that in that kind of intense moment. I'm really grateful I had the, the, the strength to do that. And maybe that's because I've had a lot of therapy in my life. <laughs> Not everyone mm -hmm. does or has the privilege to. So, um, you know, I just, I just, I guess I want to highlight that because I don't think people, it seems like people like doctors and medical, so they don't, realize how intense it actually is and community members and friends and family it's like we forget or something happens where it's just like a disconnected society and um we don't realize how isolating and intense it actually is uh, and yeah. that's stressful to the child too of course when they feel everything the mama feels right that's very challenging as well yeah yeah. yeah, totally. And also, like, it shouldn't have to be like our jobs to be like, what do I need in this moment? Like, it, really, you know, before the child is born, before you go through a birth experience, like, like some sort of care should be established so that like mama has what she needs and or, you know, what they need. And um, yeah, so that, you know, you're not in a situation being, you know, calling someone and being like, I need help, you know, like, it's always there. And yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's so important. Yeah, yeah. Community and friendship and checking on each other, you know, checking on your female friends who've just had babies yeah. and, you know. Yeah, check on the mamas for sure. Call them, text them. Yeah, check. do you want me to come yeah. hold your baby for 10 minutes or just take a nap or something? I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. We need more of that for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Leah, for coming on and sharing all this information um, with everyone who's going to listen. And if someone who's listening wanted to, you know, learn more about these specific things that you've talked about, book a session with you or just get started right away with you, where can they go to do that? 
Yeah. Um, so my website, it's just leahmahoney.com, L-E-A-M-A-H-O-N-E-Y.com. Um, and that's the same for my Instagram is Leah Mahoney. I will say that uh, my social media game is not very strong. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm getting better, I think. Um, but yeah, to book a session, you can just go right to my website, leahmahoney.com. Yeah. Good. And yeah. I'll put the links in the show notes, of course, for everyone. Um, yeah. And you're in Burlington too. Are you located like yeah. right in the center of town there? I'm actually right on the border of Burlington and Winooski. So I'm in the Chase Mill, which is like um, in the same building as um, like Laughing River Yoga is there. And it's right on the right after the bridge. Um, if you're familiar with Winooski and Burlington, it's right there. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I might make a trip out to Burlington. <laughs> I love that. And I'm going to make a trip out to Cross very soon, too. Yeah, I would love that. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Dreaming in the Hollow podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes to learn how to connect to our wonderful guests of the podcast, as well as find additional relevant resources on the topics we discuss. Learn more about what I do at Mountain Hollow Medicinals here in Craftsbury, Vermont at mountainhollowmedicinals.com. Here at Mountain Hollow, we offer Reiki certifications, one-on-one healing sessions, mindset coaching, an herbal apothecary filled with magic, and wonderful products to support you on your journey. To support this podcast, uh, please leave a review, subscribe, or leave a rating on whatever podcast platform that you tune into, whether it be Apple or Spotify or any of the others. We welcome testimonials as well. And if not, no worries, just enjoy the podcast. And we're so happy to share these amazing discussions with you in hopes to empower you to have more options and access to things to make healthier decisions for your mental health and physical health and spiritual health. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love to you all.